0: Hey, welcome to Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. You know, this program is designed to bring ideas and perspectives that can help us improve our ability to connect and influence and really lead the people around us, the people that we're responsible for. And I have such a great time bringing you authors and thought leaders as well as my own perspectives on how we can do that better. And if you enjoy this program, I have a request for you an ask, a favor, if you will. How people learn about this is primarily through word of mouth. And I want you to take a moment and think about a person in your life that you think, you know what, they're always working to get better. I think they'd enjoy something like this. Do you have that person in mind yet? Here's what I'd love to have you do. Let them know about communication on point. Now, if you want an extra gold star... Whatever your favorite social media platform is, go ahead and post a link to one of your favorite episodes. Let people know about this program. Your help really helps the program and gets more people exposed to the things that we're talking about here today. And I appreciate in advance your support of this program and letting people in your life know about it. So today I want to talk about some of the clutter that gets in the way of us having better communication with ourselves. Let's get started. Yeah, clutter that gets in the way of our own communication with ourselves. I believe that the most important person that we communicate with is ourself. Our ability to manage the dialogue that we have inside our head is the precursor to effective communication and effective action in the world around us. See, every decision we make, every action we take is coming behind the conversation, the thinking, the discussion that we've had inside our head. And so if we want to have better decisions, if we want to make better actions occur in our world, if we want better outcomes, then I believe that the improvement of the conversation we have with ourselves is an effective place for us to start. So what does that mean? I mean, I titled this episode, Deleting the Mental Junk Mail. Think about that. You know, we get all of these messages in our inbox, and it just gums things up. It's filled with static. It's noisy. And a lot of times, our heads can be that way as well. And we need to have effective strategies for dealing with those stories that we begin telling ourselves that maybe aren't that productive and often aren't even true. So what I wanted to talk about is some of the things that maybe you encounter, that I've encountered, that these are just natural parts of the human condition of how we talk with ourselves. And one of the things that can help us improve how we talk with ourselves is making sure that we're having good conversations with people around us who can support and challenge and reflect back to us perspectives that maybe we hadn't concluded on our own. You see, being able to have conversations with others actually helps to cleanse some of that junk out of our head. It helps us to improve our thinking. So we need to have people that can do that. And by doing that, we can start maybe changing some of the stories that we tell ourselves. And so think about who in your life do you have that every time you have a conversation with them, you leave feeling invigorated, maybe a new sense of confidence or energy. Maybe you are looking at things differently than when you talked to them before. This could be a 10-minute conversation, an hour-long conversation. Who in your life helps you to do that? It could be you're a part of a mastermind group or some sort of a, a group that helps you to think more clearly, to get yourself better perspective. Because I believe perspective is key for helping us clean out some of that junk mail in our head. Now, how do we know what the junk mail is? Because a lot of times we see it so often, we hear it so frequently that we think it's just normal. Well, we tell ourselves stories that become limiting factors in our ability to take action or take chances or try new things. It could be things like, well, I mean, I just don't have the experience to even apply for that job, right? we take ourselves out of the hunt before we even leave the door. How do we know? I mean, isn't that the question? How do we replace that thinking, that kind of a concept in our mind? How do we replace that with the perspective of understanding how do we know that we don't have the experience? Are we that hiring manager? Are we that other company? How do we know what they're really looking for? So some of that junk mail could be protecting ourselves, you know we would rather shoot ourselves down than risk the emotional vulnerability of somebody else saying no to us so what's really going on when we say something like well we just don't i don't have the experience for it we might think of ourselves and i hear a, a lot of this in the past few years the concept of the imposter syndrome you know i i find myself feeling like such an imposter where i'm where i'm at you know, in this conversation or in this business or whatever. We hear that, and that's that's real, okay? That's, that's a real thing. But here's the challenge with that. As we think, we manifest more of what we think about. And so the more we get hung up on this view of ourself as being an imposter, the more likely it is to become true. Because we think and we think and we think, about I'm such an impostor. I shouldn't even be here, I don't even know what I'm doing. And so one of the things that I've found that's helpful with that is maybe a couple of approaches. Number one is, how do you even know if you're an imposter? If you don't know enough to feel like you're uh, worthy of sitting where you're sitting, how do you even have the perspective to know if you shouldn't be there? How do you know? And quite often, we are the worst judges of our own abilities and skills and impact that we can have on the world around us. We actually get better perspective from the people close to us. So how do I know if I'm an imposter? How do I even have the ability to judge that? And here's the other thing to do. And that is, when you spend time with people who maybe you admire or are successful, you begin to realize the frailty, the humanness, the in many cases, averageness of the people that you've put up on a pedestal. And you begin thinking after a conversation, well, they're not that different than I am. Wow, they've got their own insecurities that they're dealing with. And you begin to realize that even people that you see as being wildly successful will acknowledge that every day they're not quite sure what they're doing. They're trying to figure it out as they go. Everybody has that same sense, no matter where they're at. And if we're in a place where we look around, we're like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. That means we're in a place where we are growing. See, if I never feel like an imposter, it means that I'm in a completely comfortable space that is impossible for me to grow from. And so I should be changing how I communicate with myself saying, wow, I'm in a place where I've never been before. I'm going to grow so much this is so awesome. I'm so excited to be able to have this opportunity. When we look outward at the potential to make a difference in others, we think less about our own imposterness. When I'm thinking about being an imposter, it means I'm looking at me. But when I'm looking at the people I can make a difference with, with the tools that I have, I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about them. What can I do with what's in front of me? So change the dialogue when we experience that. It's not, a, it's not an abnormal thing to feel. The key is how do we interpret it? What's the language that we use to explain that emotion to ourselves? Here's another one. This is never gonna work out. You've heard that. You've said that. Oh, this is just never gonna work out. What's happening there? The story we're telling ourselves. the language is focused on success. Well, what's success? What is success? In this case, success might be achieving the thing that we set out to do. And that's a very narrow view of what success is. In fact, if you look at successful companies, 96% of them completely pivoted away from their initial product that they came out with. Does that mean that they aren't successful? That once they learned that the market wanted something else, they adjusted? No. It means they're adaptable. And so when we look at this thing, whatever this thing is, and we say it's never going to work out, this is never going to be a success, what if we shift the language, the discussion we're having with ourselves, into, wow, we're going to be able to learn so much from this initiative. And when you think about it as, This is something we are doing so we can learn something new, so we can build a new skill. (laughs) There's no faster way to learn a new skill than to throw yourself into a project that you're in way over your head on. And if we shift the language of how we interpret that away from this is never going to work out to we're going to learn so much, it changes everything that we see. See, that language matters. Here's one more. They're never going to go for this proposal. See, I've convinced myself, even before we've started, they're not going to go for it. It's too high-priced. It's too simple. Or it's too complicated. We're not well-known. Whatever it is, we come up with excuses why they're not going to do it. And again, that language is focused on us. What if we shift that language? What if we delete that junk mail and instead... Read the one that says, oh, look at how much better off they're going to be if they go for this proposal. See, now suddenly I'm not focused on my comfort. I'm not focused on me winning the deal. I'm focused on this is the right thing for them. And if they say yes, they're going to be much better off than they are today. That conveys a confidence because it's not about me. It's about this thing that I'm bringing to the table. So that changes everything in how we tell ourselves the story regarding the situation, the emotion, the event, whatever's going on around us, how we interpret that will drive our decisions and our actions and our outcomes. And I hope as you move into this 2021 and you have these, you have this mental spam bouncing around in your head, as we all do, that you take some moments to recognize that, that it's there and that we can read something different. We can communicate a different story, a different message to us, even about the same situation that will change everything. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. And if you have any thoughts or questions, please send me an email. My address is dean at clarusresults, C-L-A-R-U-S, results.com. I love hearing from you and I wish you the best 2021. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.